That was intense, dude. Man. That's a lot for a half hour and a 16 or 17 year old. I blame open lunch on how fast I eat today. <laughs> Just blame it on open lunch, Dude, man. Chris looks at me and she says, slow <laughs> down. I said, look, I can't help it. Well, for, open for lunch every and, day yeah, for, for, for three okay. years for you. Yeah, my senior year, no yeah. more open lunch. You heard Jim there. A lasting legacy to this day. A superpower that Jim has all shaped from open lunches at John Adams High School in the 1990s. Thank you for listening to my podcast, Memory Mission, a podcast where my friends, family, and I capture some of our more memorable moments in the studio, and then I share them with you in engaging and fun audio stories that I'm confident you'll feel a connection to. Before we move on, I just have a few quick favors to ask of you. If you like our show, please be sure to share it with a friend who you feel would appreciate it. It's funny, I'll get random texts or messages here and there from folks who have listened to an episode or listening to a part of an episode, and it just sparked a a fond, funny, or hilarious memory in their lives. So I want to make sure that others have that opportunity to sit back, listen, and crack a smile. Another favor, please like, follow, or subscribe to our show on whatever podcast app you listen to it on. Or, a bonus, get on all of the different podcast apps and like, follow, or subscribe. And while you're there, leave a review, hopefully positive. Also, follow us on Facebook, Memory Mission, Twitter, at Memory Mission, or on Instagram, at Memory Mission. You can also email us at memorymission at gmail.com. I thank you in advance. As you heard in Open Lunches Part 1, it was sheer craziness that we were allowed to leave school at lunch and literally head anywhere our hearts desired as long as we could cram it into the 40-minute lunch period. Challenge accepted. As you heard, safety was only secondary to getting the food that we wanted. In this episode, we share that Open Lunches provided us with more than just food. We learned many many life skills, and picked up many good habits. Kids also picked up some bad habits as well, and we'll get into those. As you heard in the first episode, after recording with my friends and my parents uh, discussing the open lunches, I then decided to see if there were any newspaper articles or anything written on the subject. And as you heard, I found a lot more than I anticipated. And what I did... I sprinkled in excerpts from the newspaper articles throughout the storyline of these two episodes. Next is an excerpt from Mark Wagner, a student at LaSalle High School in November of 1997. He wrote an editorial in the South Bend Tribune describing what the now-closed lunches were like so far. Quote, Another thing about closed lunches is that teachers have a section of the building where they can go to smoke if they choose to. This is called the Blue Room. This is unfair and not correct. If students choose to smoke, have to suffer for six hours fighting their addictions, then the teachers should have to survive and fight theirs. If students got suspended for smoking on school grounds, then teachers should start having deductions from their paychecks if they choose to smoke on school grounds. (laughs) Woo! Mark Wagner is adamant 
that if the teachers can smoke their darts, the kids should be able to enjoy one as well. Speaking of smoking, it was funny that when my dad brought up the kids who used to cross Mishawaka Avenue to smoke during the open lunch period, because when we attended Adams 20 plus years later, it was the same thing. Here are my parents and I discussing another bad habit that open lunch has formed. Well, no, when we went to Adams, right. was Brownie still open across the street? It was. I think so, but there was a, there was was a dis- restaurant right that across was discouraged. the street. <laughs> uh, right across the street. You know where the tuxedo shop is? No. Well, you know where IUSB is? Yes. Across the street, there's a little building there. Yes, that used yes. To be, they used to rent tuxedos. Okay. Then next to that was where all the, the long strip of businesses yes. were. That in the very next building, I think the one on the end was this little restaurant, a dive, yeah, called yeah. Brownies. Okay. And all the kids that smoked and stuff yes. would cross the street and go there. I was yes. not have allowed lunch and to smoke. go there. And I was yes. never the ilk that would go to Brownies. Correct. So I never ever did. That we would just is, cross the street. That is gas wild because right. do you know what that street was called when we were in school? No. Well, the the same crowd went over there. God bless them. Good people. Very nice. Um, they love their heaters. They love their Marlboros. It was called Freak Street. Oh my oh, God! Wow. I had no idea. You know the the the, the, the same crowd, and and they go have their cigarettes. Come on back in. You know, yeah. come on back no, into school. Definitely. And and it wasn't the Freak Street wasn't a, a moniker that was created to make fun of them. Like that they the, those the kids call it Freak Street. I'll be done. Hey, I'm going to Freak Street. Yeah. Wow. So they uh-huh. would just cross anyway, even there was no brownies restaurant. No brownies. There. It was the street because oh, you wow. had to be off school grounds to smoke cigarettes. Oh. You bet. Yeah. You heard me mention Freak Street when I was talking to my parents about where students went to smoke the heaters. That's what the smokers area was called. I have no clue how the name was formed. I have no clue how far back the name goes. But in our day, that's what it was called. Next, you'll hear Jack's natural reaction when I say the word Freak Street. Think of this. Uh, when you think of Freak Street, what what pops in your mind? Do you, do you remember Freak Street at all? Oh yeah, right across the street, right in the corner, man. Yeah. The and you blaze no cigarettes like it was nobody's business, man. <laughs> I mean, and, and you know, it, 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 and it's crazy as the generations are. It's, it'd be the same kid today, standing across there, man. Got their emo looking stuff going on, the chains, and yep. the pants, and they may up. have a vape. Yep. No, yeah, they have a vape now. Yeah, for sure. Yep. yep. And what's yeah. wild, Jack, I, I have met with my folks down here, and I've asked them kind of the same questions from an early 1970s yeah, view. that's a good point. And my dad, I didn't say anything about Freak Street. My dad goes, yep, all the guys who smoke cigarettes would go across the, across the avenue there. And it's, I said, what, Freak Street? And he said, yeah, or Hildreth or whatever the street was, and same thing, man. Over the next few minutes you hear about some more bad habits that may have been formed from open lunches. Next, our former teacher, Janae, discusses kids not coming back from lunch. And then she comments on a situation about a good friend of ours who must have had a gastronemius infection. Adams has like 2,000 kids now, or oh. 1,800, 1,900. Even when we were there, there were, I think, 1,200 when my folks were there, there were up in excess of like 1,800, 1,900 in half the building because it wasn't redone Right, yet. right. Then that's like a small town. That's like a small town, right? Think in about that. In a city that. Yeah. block. Yeah. Literally like a small town in a city block. But then back in the day at noon, 
you opened the doors up. Can you and believe we released did that? hundreds of kids? Can you believe that? It kind of. What were they thinking? Like you, we could never do that today. No. <laughs> First of all, they wouldn't come back. No. That is the most amazing part. Is you all came back every day. Ninety. Let's go to lunch. Come back. Yeah. I mean, but the majority yeah. of the time we did. They would not come back today. But you're right. We came back. You did. But again, we came back all the time. See, doors I were probably on. had John Owen after lunch. <laughs> after some Taco Bell. <laughs> Now, see, the puzzle is coming together. This is probably what happened. Okay, I get it. All right, it took me 25 years, the but Taco I get Bell. it. Yeah, I get he it. Had gas. I'm glad they closed lunch. And you were mean. You wrote him up because he had gas care. from Taco I, Bell. I had to be mean. I was. I had to be mean back then because if I wasn't, I had nothing else to I hang know. my hat on. It was like survival I know. of like. Yeah. And you were not mean. No, not I was, mean. but I don't care. You, I don't give a shit. You can say we, I was mean that. I, don't I, I know, but you were not. <laughs> yeah. When we when we all look back, we we talk about you fondly. <laughs> because seriously, you and know, we deserved that. Every once in a while, Jim also formed the same bad habit that we just discussed of not coming back after lunch. I I think part of the it was easy to not come back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then the next day, if you could somehow get somebody to write you a note for missing fourth, fifth, and sixth hour, your homeroom teacher would write you an absence for fourth, fifth, and sixth. Uh You'd give it to your fourth hour teacher because that's the class that you skip. Yep. And then you put it in your pocket and 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 it's an excused absence. Exactly. (laughs) Pre-cameras, pre-internet. Yes, pre-whatever. Unbelievable, dude. She wrote my... Did she? She wrote wrote your... I mean, if if it was a legitimate absence and my mom wrote a letter, yeah, yeah, I would keep it and then have Tiffany. Yep, (laughs) I love it, dude. Next, Jack talks about another bad habit that he formed while coming back from open lunch late. Yes, coolest about open lunch was the return. The return was magical because talk to me. That's that's where Miss Quapley came in. Miss Quapley yes. was the bomb. So I didn't abuse it, but I used it. Okay. So one time, you know, I was struggling because I was late. Yeah. And so uh, I didn't need to get another tardy. And so I I got on somebody's shoulders or something, and I knocked on their window because if you know the Wall Street entrance, uh-huh. the classroom was right there on the left, the first one. Yes, and, sir. You, and you knocked on it, man. And she just pulled up the blind and looked at me <laughs> and starts laughing. And she, she, she opens the window. What do you want, Ham? What do you want? I'm like, Ms. I, want like, I want in. I said, help me up, man. Can you just let me get in here? And dude, she let me slide. I, I, I climbed through the window. She wrote me a pass. <laughs> Love and it. All the class it. I went, man. And, Love uh, it. So she Love went. It. I didn't, again, I didn't abuse it, man. But I definitely, uh, I definitely used it as needed. And uh, things yes. like that. Next, Jack and I talk about the only times that we ate in the cafeteria was when we were in in-school suspension, better known as ISS. God forbid we ever sat in that damn lunchroom. The only time I ever sat in that lunchroom, I actually never sat in it, was ISS. ISS. That was it. 
Me too. That was the only time. I don't remember what I had. I just remember Mr. Nope. Armstrong walking us through the line. Nope. I had no idea what to do. Nope, I, I didn't even know what to get. Um, no. It was foreign. No. And I don't even know if I yes. ate, to be honest with you, man. I couldn't tell you. I just remember the It was like a foreign country. I was traumatized. I was like, yeah. like dude, <laughs> that right there alone kept you out of ISS. <laughs> like, that, that then alone was like, <laughs> I'm, I'm never going back because I'm not walking through that damn lunch line. Again, yes, dude, that's too scary. And, not, and, never, and never that I thought I was like cooler. Than I wasn't like that. That wasn't my mentality. No. But when you looked out in the lunchroom, you saw these people. You're like, you felt bad. You yep. felt. I mean, how fortunate. I mean, at the time, like fortunate we were, man. But these people were stuck. They didn't have a yeah. ride. They didn't have a car. They didn't have anything. Yep. So here yep. they were, man, stuck in this lunchroom, looking at you, knowing your ass gets to go. All the time because you either got somebody you got a car at that point. So a basically very privileged point, man, of life. They eat at the same table every day yep. and, and they see the different cast of characters from ISS every day. Yep. And then they would see us a couple times a year with yep. ISS yep. and they'd look at us and we'd look at them. Yep. It's just what a culture. Yeah. What a culture. The whole school lunch culture. It's crazy. They closed the lunches after our senior year, so we were the last class to have open lunches for all four years. Jim, like my wife Annie, graduated in 1997 from Adams, which meant that they were seniors when they closed the lunches. Next, Jim and I discuss how he picked up yet another bad habit, not from open lunches, but from closed lunches. Well, for open for lunch every day yeah, for, for, for three okay. years for you. Yeah, my senior year, no yeah. more open lunch. My senior was the last year, and then they decided at the end, not just at Adams, but all of Southman schools to close yeah. the lunches. Yeah. So your senior year, you had to. How how did that affect <sighs> your psyche? Were you were you just down in the dumps about that, or or what? I was, just, I was a little sad about it. Did you just keep acting like there were open lunches and just left? Still. Some days, <laughs> some days we did. Uh, the the two two things three things about closed lunch. Uh-huh. Um, I'm I, I'm an honest person. Uh-huh. Okay, I I feel right. like I'm honest. Mm-hmm. If I told you that I didn't steal some lunches, <laughs> I, oh, from I, the cafeteria, yeah, I would be oh. lying because I, in my mind, I felt like they deserved yeah. me. Uh-huh. To steal lunch. It's their fault. They closed because the lunches. They, because they're Damn making it, me. I'm going to take that extra honey if bun. I, if I could have been out for lunch, yep. I, you know, you know, I would have been buying lunch. But yeah. no, you're making me eat this lunch. Yep. So I sh- I don't I didn't feel like I So you have. it was warranted. I felt like it was it. warranted. I felt like Dagnamit. Dagnamit. Darn right that was warranted. Jim felt slighted, so he took it out on the lunch line. Speaking of felonious crimes and the like. I found an article that was written during the open lunch debate about the cost that the district would have to pay for security. In an article written from June 2nd, 1996, it stated that district administrators anticipate spending $175,000 a year for the extra lunch security personnel. (laughs) Man, for that 175 grand, it's amazing that Jim's spiteful, sticky fingers never got busted. Side note, closing the lunches uh, cost the district a pretty substantial amount of money. Here's an- another uh, quote from the article. 
So we have the $175,000 a year for lunch security personnel, another $75,000 a year for wages for the additional cafeteria workers, uh, $260,000 for new food service equipment, $83,000 for new and additional tables, another $90,000 for new equipment at Brown School, which will serve as a satellite cafeteria. Oh, and then another six to 8,000 in miscellaneous expenses. It was not a cheap endeavor to close the lunches. Next, Janae and I talk about why some local businesses would not want closed lunches, as obviously they lose some business. But on the flip side, some others might have wanted them closed. Now, now here's the thing. Why did they close lunch? So I've always heard different things. I don't remember. Our senior year was 96. We were the last class that had open, that open lunches. Lunch. So yeah. Annie graduated 97. Her senior year, they closed them. Uh, and I don't know the reason. What? What? Oh, I've heard a couple of things. Uh-huh. Um, and see, this could go either way. Because okay. you got to believe that when open lunches happen, the businesses thrive. They had to, right? Oh, there were lines of kids out the door. Yeah. But then the converse of that is they didn't want all those teenagers hanging out in their stores their and stores everything. and causing trouble uh-huh. so i wonder i don't know i don't know i always heard both yeah that one they didn't want the teenagers hanging around out mm-hmm. there um but i can't believe they would want to turn around the business or turn down the business if well like noble romans they had that they they literally and wendy's had a system it was like a assembly line had it ready to go oh, guy on the mic a uh, half pep pib and a, a Parmesan cheese or something, you know, and, and then they would make it for you. And it was like five or six dollars. Yeah. And there were lines of kids, 20, 30 kids at a time. I mean, so they're making 150, 200 bucks in, I mean, in yeah. a half hour. Yeah. Like there's that they how do you turn that down? Right. You right. Know? I wonder if there would come there came a point where it got to be just dis- yeah. a diminishing returns or something yeah. like that to where like right. I know the speedway. The, right. Exactly. They yeah. dealt with some shit. Ooh. In a letter to the editor on May 18, 1996, Clay High School student Greg Turner wrote against closing the lunches. Just like Janae and I discussed, among his arguments were that businesses would lose money without the students eating there. He wrote, Arby's gets 50% of its lunchtime service from Clay students. Will losing this much business hurt next year? You better believe it. Another restaurant that prospers from Clay students is King Giro's. Its affordable prices draw in lots of students. In a recent study, 25 people were eating there, and 20, 80% of them, were Clay students. For the past few minutes, we've discussed some bad habits that open lunches formed amongst us kids. Smoking, stealing, speeding, etc. There were also some great practical life skills that open lunches taught us. Next, Jim discusses one of them. So that was just some of the hijinks that uh-huh. went on. But here, but doesn't stop there, though. Yeah. Doesn't stop Tell me. there. Dude. Talk about it. This okay, is great. Well, I... John Adams High School is the reason why I can, I'm one of the best parallel parkers in my mind that I know. Damn right, man. Talk about it. Why? Well, well f- first off, if you weren't getting to school early enough, you were not getting a spot in nope. the lot. No, you weren't. You had to pull up and yep. back into your spot on Wall Street. Yep. Well, j- you wouldn't necessarily have the same lunch as the people in front of you or behind you. Nope. So, of course, you go out to lunch. Well, yep. when you come back, of course, we were always... You know, by the hair, the skin of our 
yep. teeth. So, well, now you, you know, you're, you're not getting a, a lot spot. No, no, you, you're you have to parallel park. Yeah. yeah. And so we're 16, 17 yep. years old, parallel mm-hmm. parking every day. Hands down. Every day. Now you, you buy cars, parallel park for, for you. you. Yep. Dude. And not only do you get the physical practice of parallel parking mm-hmm. at Adams at Wall Street mm-hmm. and you get the added pressure of you just it's just an, an adrenaline rush, man. You leave <laughs> you leave Adams, you jump in your car, you unparallel, right? You yeah. zip to wherever yep. you're going, you cram food down yep. your throat yep. for $3.12. You jump back in your car, you speed back, your buddy's throwing Noble Romans cups at somebody. You get back there, you have three or four people in your car as you're paralleling. Easily. Then you have several dozen or hundred people walking down Wall Street to the school watching you parallel. So well, and the other people that were just behind you on the <laughs> yes, road that, that just parallel turned around in a in a driveway, and now you know they they don't care that you're trying to get into your spot. They're just whizzing past you. Hope you know, <laughs> dude. I love it, man. That was intense, man. dude. That's a lot for a half hour and a sixteen or seventeen year old. I blame open lunch on how fast I eat today. <laughs> Just blame it on open lunch, Dude, man. Chris looks at me and she says, slow <laughs> down. I said, look, I can't help it. You just heard Jim talking about open lunches shaping him into an all-star parallel parker. He has some competition, however, because Tony also brought up parallel parking all on his own, too. And according to him, he is the world's best parallel parker. Open lunches was a culture, basically. We yes. zipped out, ran yes. around. Yes. Um, and then that parallel the park on the way back when you oh, got there. Dude, talk to me about the parallel park, Tony. Dude, that shit, dude. I can, <laughs> dude, take me to Chicago anytime, dude. The tightest fucking spots I can get into because of that. And every time you that, do it, dude, are you thinking of dude, open lunches one, at Adams? One, two, three. Uh, uh, uh. Boom. Done. Nice. Done. <laughs> and in, in like your head. Like a glove. <laughs> yeah. So, and you could do it with an audience, Tony? Oh, yeah. Just with even, you oh, don't get nervous at dude, all. Dude, minivans. I don't care what I'm in, dude. Nice. What town, Cleveland, don't matter, dude. Uh-huh. Whipping that shit in there. <laughs> You're going to bypass. I'm like, no, dude, that'll fit. <laughs> <laughs> all because of open lunches at John Adams mm-hmm, High School. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is, that's classic. But, dude, you got, you know, that was the one thing. You learned the parallel park at Adams. Mm-hmm. We didn't have no parking no. light, and that was full. You had to be there early. Early. You know, but then you gave up the spot when you left for lunch. Mm -hmm. On your way back, you knew you had to park, Mm -hmm. parallel park, and there were kids walking up and down the street staring at you. Mm -hmm. So it was a competition. Or or if you didn't want to, you had to park on Green Lawn. And then you're that late. Was, yeah. Or hoovering it. Or Hoover, front of Panzicas. And I I recall actually (laughs) there. Like some of the girls were kind of afraid to parallel park and they'd step out and us dudes would hop in and do it for them. I think Jim and Tony should hold a parallel parking competition on Wall Street. Next, Jack and I wrap it up and talk about in somewhat all seriousness that it did take some responsibility to get back to class. And you know what? I'm As, as I'm thinking here before we move on, uh, open lunches teaches responsibility because yeah. we had to come back. Yep. Do you know how hard it is to leave and then come back? You know, you know, I tell you, man, um, I don't think today we would have came back. I really don't. Probably not. I, I, I don't think I don't know what it was about. Um, I do. I do say this. I think our crew 
to this day, even as we are as adults, mm. have that one little piece left in us, man, that have um, a sense of, of responsibility, a sense yeah. of ownership. You know, we, we, we went to the line many times, dabbled in it, crossed it, um, yep. you know, and yep. but we always came back, in my opinion, um, yep. with respect. We never were malicious, dude. Yep. And so, yeah, yeah. And so I, I guess a lot of it is, is they, that is a lot more responsibilities on our shoulders from day one, from a freshman, like, Hey, you know, we trust you, yeah. you know, we trust you're going to come back. Um, and there, and and, there was and, a sense of obligation, man. I mean, you know, I, I, true. I, I and the thing about it, man, is not that I remember a lot what happened in class, but we all had something yeah. to go for. Like we had yeah. the social scene was important to us, man. We wanted to yep. go see our friends again. We wanted to, you know, I mean, I had to go back to practice. I mean, I had a purpose to go back, you know, stuff like that, you know. So good point there. You good know, point. It's, your, and it's your connection to whatever you had going on in school because there was still a school culture. I thank you for listening to the Open Lunch episodes. I hope that it reminded you of some bad habits that you formed during open lunches, like smoking heaters on Freak Street, jumping through classrooms to avoid a tardy, or even stealing from the cafeteria. I hope it reminded you of your parallel parking skills that were shaped on the mean curb of Wall Street, or the fact that you still scarf your food down because of open lunches. That's happened to everyone, right? If you like our show, please be sure to share with a friend. Follow us on Facebook, Memory Mission, Twitter, at Memory Mission, or on Instagram, at Memory Mission. You can also email us at memorymission at gmail.com.